This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey guys, what's up? Kevin Jones, founder of Blue Wire. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Do me a favor. Send it to one of your friends. We're growing this network, grassroots style. It takes everyone. You're a part of our team if you send this to one of your friends. All right, enjoy this podcast and appreciate your support. Hello, hello. This is Keeping It 300, a Raiders and Packers podcast. I'm Fallon Smith. And as always, I'm joined by Super Bowl champion wideout, former Packer, former Raider, and my good friend, James Jones. What's up, JJ? What's going down? Finally, I get the proper intro. That's the only reason why I come on this pod, so I can get introduced <laughs> like that. Remind the world. <laughs> Day, I need you to introduce me next week, okay? You got to be like you know? three-time Emmy Award-winning <laughs> sport tanker reporter. I got you. I was trying to switch it up this week, okay? So good, good. proper introduction for those who are just <laughs> joining us on Keeping It 300. Uh, anyways, it's a very slow time, as you know, in the NFL as teams are off until late July when training camp begins. So we decided, you know, today's episode is going to be story time. James will share a couple stories that we haven't heard before from his time as a Raider and a Packer. And then I'm going to share a pretty funny story about meeting Mark Davis's hairdresser. I know everybody has questions regarding Mark Davis's bowl cut. Okay, so we're going to get to that. Uh, We're also going to discuss... Someone making a claim that Derek Carr will be this year's NFL MVP. Hmm. Mm. And is there already a problem in Green Bay between Aaron Rodgers and first-year head coach Matt LaFleur? Hmm, we'll discuss that as well. But before we get to all that, James. Yes. Earlier today, it's Monday, June 17th, by the way, uh, the Raptors held their championship parade in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And I know you aren't on social media, <laughs> of course, is, as we say this every week. <laughs> that, is cor- that is correct. <laughs> but did you see the fake Kawhi who was taking pictures and signing autographs with fans? No, I did not. You're kidding me. I did not see it. Did he look like him? No. So that's the problem. <laughs> so, so number one, okay, this is this is terrible, actually. Okay, so listen to this. So number one, he looked nothing like Kawhi, okay, mm-hmm. except for he was black, okay, yeah, and he had cornrows, <laughs> and he was wearing a Kawhi jersey. That is it. Number and, two. And people were really letting him sign autographs. And this is the sad part. Number two, he wasn't even that tall. So how yeah. could you not tell the difference between a 6'7 superstar yeah. And a regular dude. Like, that's ignorant. That's probably people at the parade that never watched the game. They just like, the parade is going on. We're going out here to have fun. And they thought Kawhi was just walking the streets. But some <laughs> of the guys actually had Kawhi jerseys on. 
Yeah. So I'm like, really? Are you, you're a fake fan today? Like, what's going on? How do you not know that this is not Kawhi Leonard? It was pretty I, embarrassing. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe funny. it. That's funny right there. See, that's I need to be on social media for stuff like that because that's hilarious. Yeah, you need to get together, bro. Yeah. Um, and I know you're a big Warriors fan, so you had to be sick over the way the season ended and not necessarily the loss, but the devastating injuries to KD and Clay. Oh man, that's oh man, that sucks. It sucks. And it's crazy because we always used to even talk about that when, you know, say you're not having the season you you want to have even yeah. in the NFL and you know, you play in these last couple games and you know you're not going to the playoffs. The main thing is like, man, don't have no season ending injury mm-hmm. that, you know, keep you out for next year and things like that, man. And that's why some of these coaches and some of these players when you're not making it or, you know, even college now when you, you know, your team don't make it to the to the playoffs or something and you're sitting out of bowl games because Man, stuff like that happens. You don't want to risk injury. No, and then especially like season ending like that, and you see Clay go out and you know possibly can miss the whole year next year with a with an ACL, and then you see KD same thing with an Achilles. Oh, he's gonna miss the entire entire year next year. Well, I'm not gonna count Clay out because Clay's a dog. No, I'm not saying Clay. I'm talking about KD is gonna miss the entire 2019-2020 season. Yeah, yeah, and that and that and that sucks. You you definitely don't want to see that. I mean, injuries come, but you don't like you don't want to see these season-ending injuries like that, man. And then now it's like, dang, where do the Warriors go from here? Because you see the Lakers is making moves. Mm. You know, I'm sure I'm sure a lot of other teams in the West are gonna make moves. I mean, the Nuggets was already one of them teams up and coming that had a big time year. You got Portland, so now it's like, dang. Don't sleep on the know? Pelicans. Are you kidding you me? Know? They're stacked right now. Yeah, the Pelicans making moves over there too. They got two first-round picks. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be tough, but it sucks because they built this thing, you know what I mean, and to compete for championships every year. And then, you know, they had a chance to three-peat this year and you take blows like that. But now it's like, dang, you know what I mean? What are they going to look like? What are they going to do for next season? And that, and that's tough, man, even for Warriors fans and definitely for Clay and KD. There's no way they're winning the championship next year with just Steph. No. And the thing that really upset me after the Raptors won the championship is a lot of Warriors fans, you know, went on Twitter saying, put an asterisk next to this 2019 NBA championship. I mean, come on. Injuries change the series. Yes. But injuries are a part of the game. No doubt. So, again, I hate hearing, you know, from Warriors fans, put an asterisk next to this championship because guess what James guess what the same could be said for the Warriors title in 2015 when the Cavs were missing Kyrie and Kevin Love yeah or even last year when CP3 went down in the Western Conference Finals and I think the Rockets win that series yeah and we're not talking about a back-to-back championship for the Dubs so again injuries are all part of the game one one hundred percent I would have two more Super Bowls right now if it wasn't for injuries I mean (laughs) it's you know so I mean hey listen Toronto went out there they did what they had to do Yep. And they and they won the championship, and you cannot take that away from them. I mean, we all know they're a better team with KD, and KD got hurt. But listen, that's the way the cards was dealt. Mm-hmm. No excuses. You still got to go out there and play some basketball. But listen, Toronto, I know Toronto, Kawhi, Kyle Lowry ain't worried about nah. any asterisks, whatever y'all talking about. <laughs> Run us our rings. We champions. It's the first one in Toronto. So they ain't worried about it. But Warriors fans, I think Warriors fans, listen, 
They are just spoiled. They yeah. don't know how they don't know how good they had it. This run was unbelievable. And listen, five straight years to the NBA Finals. Who says it's over? Crazier things has happened. Mm-hmm. Katie, and Clady, and Clay can sign back and miss the whole season and come back, and here they are again trying to go win another championship. You never know what could happen. Crazier exactly. things have happened. So you know they just got to suck it up. Listen, like Draymond said it best on his on his uh, interview after the game. He said clearly. It wasn't our year. Yeah, and it, and, it, and it happens like that. Listen, you don't go into the season saying, man, we're going to make it to the finals and lose KD and Clay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So what happened, the injuries happened. Clearly, it wasn't the year for the Warriors. It was Toronto's year. And it, and it happens like that. I was completely sick over the injuries, especially Clay's. Um, I mean, KD's as well, because both of them are free agents, right? So we don't know what they're going to do. The good news is this has nothing to do with them getting a max contract. Yeah. They're both going to get paid. This offseason. Both gonna get paid. They could they could they could have an injury to miss the next five seasons. Somebody gonna give them the max. These two dudes is ballers, so they ain't gotta worry about that. Yes, but these were clearly devastating injuries. Like two of the worst type of injuries that you could have as a as an NBA oh, player and man. as an athlete in general. Um, Hell, man. Either way, I think we're yeah. we're in agreement that the Warriors are not winning the NBA championship next year. Not with just Steph, no. I love Steph. Steph is a baller, one of the best players in the league. But no, not with just Steph. They're going to have to make a lot of moves knowing that Clay and KD ain't coming back this season. And maybe you try to get some guys over there for one year to try to compete. But no, winning a championship is out. Okay, and I know we're not an NBA podcast, but we're going to wrap up with this. Okay, the Lakers over the weekend, uh, obviously it's not official yet because it can't be, but the Lakers got Anthony Davis. And in mm. return, and in return though, the Pelicans got Lonzo Ball, Brandon yes. Ingram, Josh yes. Hart, and yes. three first-round picks, including the number four overall pick this year. And yeah. they already have, of course, as we all know, the number one overall pick. So basically, the Pelicans are going to have Zion, yeah. whoever they want at four, yeah. and then three talented young players to go along uh-huh. with already Drew Holiday, who's a beast yeah. when healthy, yeah. obviously. So they're set up for long-term success. Now the Lakers, James, they're set up obviously to win now. Yep. Vegas has them as the favorite to win it all next year. And they're trying to get Kemba Walker and even Kawhi Leonard. Ooh-wee. Okay, first off, they can't get both those dudes because that is – Oh they, my they don't goodness. have the money. But if they did, that is called cheating. <laughs> so <laughs> were the Warriors cheating when they made their super team? LeBron one, James one, is the one who started the super team hey, crap. 100% the Warriors was cheating too when they added KD. Okay. But, okay. So I'm saying the same thing. If they do that, that oh my goodness, that is cheating. I will turn my TV off. I will not watch any You're basketball lying. game. You're definitely there's watch. no, You're there's definitely no reason to watch, man. They will just run through the NBA with all those guys right there. But I do hope they pull off a guy like Kim because I was yeah. I would love to see Kimba LeBron and AD with the same uniform on that'll be that'll be a fun fun team to watch right there and definitely the favorites to win the whole thing yo Kawhi why don't you just stay in Toronto one Toronto is an amazing city yeah. all my friends who have been to Toronto love Toronto okay and no Kawhi has already been offered free food wherever he goes <laughs> and a real estate person has already come forward offering him a free penthouse to mm. live in. Man. I mean, come on. You can't beat that. And plus your team is good. And not only that, he's in the East to where he can be competing for this championship. Exactly, because the East every, is, is whack. Every single year with LeBron out of the East. I mean, it ain't whack because teams is coming along. Okay, hold on. You have the Bucks 
and the Sixers. I'm not even gonna say the Celtics. You have yeah. the Bucks and the Sixers, and that's it. You can yeah, rule you the East you easily. Don't, you don't. You don't know what moves some of these teams is about to make. But we'll see. the we'll Bucks, see. the Bucks and the Sixers is good enough. That's three very good teams. But I mean, like I said, you're in the East, so you're gonna have an opportunity to compete for a championship probably yeah. for the next five years, unless something crazy happens in the East. And you guys could probably add some players. So if I'm Kawhi, I'm staying in Toronto because I feel like they got a lot of good pieces around him over there, and they probably probably could add some more and they can compete in that East and possibly win some more championships. All right. Last thing before we move on to the NFL, I just want to mention, um, I don't know if you saw this, but the Warriors, they bought a full page ad in the Toronto star congratulating the Raptors on their historic season. Class. Pure class. And that yeah. really sums up the Warriors organization from top to bottom, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. That's class right there. And that's letting you know that, look, they're satisfied. Look, we built this thing. We've been winning these championships. Congratulations. Y'all earned it. Y'all deserve it. And it's, 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 it was the right thing to do. It's respect. Like I always say, respect. Yeah. Show the other team respect. That's good stuff. It was funny on, on Twitter when I said, you know, pure class or whatever I had tweeted out. Someone said, oh, but would they do this if it was the Cavs and LeBron? I'm like, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> right. I was like, eh, I'm not going to reply, but he probably has a point. <laughs> but that's different, though, because LeBron and them have won it before. LeBron has won it before. You know what yeah. I mean? So this is Toronto's first very first one. Ever you know what I mean? So I'm happy for their fans. And congratulations. You know, and them. So that's good. I'm actually happy for Kyle Lowry the most. Yeah. Because everybody um, crapped you, on him. You never lie, because not only that, I mean, when the playoffs came, he was really stinky in some <laughs> of these playoff runs that they had. So for him to come on and have a very good playoffs and a yeah. very good finals and finally get over that hump, mm-hmm. you know, not just winning it, but he actually played well. That's that's good for Kyle Lowry. All right. So moving on to the NFL now. Um, before we get to story time, let's get to the two NFL topics that we discussed um, earlier, starting with Derek Carr winning the MVP this upcoming yeah. season. So <laughs> David Carr, your colleague, was on the Raider Cody podcast. So shout out to Raider Cody. Good stuff. Keep it going. And he was pumping up the Raiders offense. He said he said he was not being biased. OK, he said that Derek has sent him about 50 plays from OTAs of minicamp. Yeah. And he loves what he's seen. Yeah. He really believes that the Raiders will make the playoffs this year, right? Yeah. Um, he also said at this time last year, Derek felt the Raiders had a ton of holes mm-hmm. and really didn't have a great feeling about this season, even though Derek would never come out and say that. But yeah. he definitely told David that. Uh, and this year, though, he feels that the Raiders don't have any holes at all. And if they yeah. can stay healthy, they can do some damage in the playoffs this year. It's, it's obviously yeah. early. But with that said, David Carr believes with the weapons mm-hmm. around Derek, including A.B. Tyrell Williams and then running back Josh Jacobs, that Derek will win the MVP this year. Now, mm. These are way too early hot takes, but what yeah. do you think, James? What do you think? Well, you know how I feel about Derek Carr. And I was the one last year who said on national TV that Derek Carr will win the MVP last year. No way off. Obviously, I was wrong, but that's how much confidence I got in him. So I am on board. Listen, I keep telling everybody, 
the world. Derek Carr is a special player. Special arm talent can make every throw. Mm-hmm. I, I have not named him baby A-Rod for nothing. He is a special player. So, yes, with the weapons around him, with him being in the second year in Coach Gruden's offense mm-hmm. where you come into these OTAs, you come into training camp, you don't even got to think about it. You know what plays Coach Gruden's going to call on first down. You know what he's going to call on second down. You know what he's going to call on third down. And you just go out there and you just play and you slang the ball around. And you got another big time running back in the backfield to take some of the pressure off you. Hey, listen, sky's the limit for Derek Carr. I believe he can do it. I believe he can be MVP. But listen, I think it's going to be a close competition between him and no, listen to me. <laughs> Okay. I think it's going to be a close competition between him and Devontae Adams because just like what? just like just like David Carr said, Derek sending him all this film of him dominate. Devontae is sending me this film of him murdering in this new Lafleur offense, really? and I'm watch I'm watching some of these highlight tapes. Like this dude is going to win MVP hmm. if Aaron Rodgers keeps slinging him the ball like that. So it's two Fresno State kids about to compete for this MVP because. <laughs> <laughs> if the season go like these clips that he's sending me, it's going to be a very close run for this MVP. But no. But then what about if A.B. catches 15, 18 touchdowns this year? Hey, if he catch 15, 18 touchdowns, we all know I'm on the A.B. wagon. I'm going to be yelling MVP because I'm, I'm ready for a receiver to get that thing anyway besides these running backs and these quarterbacks. Right? So. I'm always going to be screaming for my wide outs, but no, it is possible. I mean, I know it, it might sound crazy because that's his brother saying it, but I probably would say the same thing, man. Derek is special second year in the offense, better weapons. And listen, I think he could take off this year. It was funny because David even admitted the NFL network kind of thinks he's biased and yeah. they don't want him to come off as biased. Yeah. So they want him to reel it in a little bit. And he can't really give his takes. If he said, oh, my brother's going to win MVP, people will laugh because that's his brother. But he said he really, truly believes it because of the weapons around him and because, obviously, we know uh, Derek Carr's potential. Yeah, that's why they just need to put me and DC on TV together because he know I'm going to have his back and I done played with his brother, so I'm going to tell the world what's real. You know what I mean? Because all these other people that haven't played with his brother and seen the talent that his brother has, you know what I mean? They could be looking at it like he's crazy. But listen, I think this might be the year. I hope so. I'm, 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 I'm with David. This might be the year that DC comes out there and lights this thing up. Well, it's a make-or-break year, even though a lot of people... I mean, that's really corny and cliche, but it really is a make-or-break year for Derek Hall. You got the weapons. You're in the second year of the same offense. What can you do? Yes. You got to make the playoffs. So. And I always keep preaching, Coach Greg Olson, Coach Greg Olson, <laughs> Coach Greg Olson. Listen, he has Coach Greg Olson in his corner again for the second year uh, in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think DC going to take off. It'll be fun. All right, so on to the Packers now. Your boy Aaron Rodgers and first-year head coach Matt LaFleur had a short honeymoon phase, JJ. They're now on to real marriage and real problems. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm being super dramatic. But there is one issue that they have to work through, and that's Mm -hmm. audibles. Yeah. So uh, LaFleur spoke to your colleague Mike Silver, and this was his quote. Aaron and I have some good talks, and we're going to have to have a lot more. 
And one thing we have to work through is the Audible thing. We're running a system I first picked up while working with Kyle Shanahan in Houston a decade ago. And we've never really had a quarterback who's had complete freedom to change plays at the line because that's not really the way this offense is set up. But, I mean, this is Aaron Rodgers. He's had a lot of freedom to make those calls and deservedly so. Now, how do we reconcile that and get to a place where we put him in the best position to succeed? Yeah. So that was LaFleur. Now, let me tell you what Aaron Rodgers had said. It was actually, I think, on a Tuesday, so before uh, Matt LaFleur spoke. He said, it's a conversation in progress. I don't think you want to ask me to turn off 11 years of recognizing defenses. That's not like a humble brag or anything. That's just a fact. There aren't many people that can do at the line of scrimmage what I've done over the years. I mean, obviously Tom Brady can do it. No doubt Peyton Manning can do it. Drew Brees can do it. Patrick Mahomes will be able to do it. Ben Roethlisberger has called the two-minute for years. There are a few of us who've just done it. It's kind of second nature, and that's just the icing on the cake for what I can do in this offense. Mm -hmm. So, James, Mm -hmm. this takes me back to a few months ago when you said the Packers should hire a defensive-minded coach. Let Aaron (laughs) handle the offense and give this dude a top 10 defense. Yes, yes. As I'm I'm listening to you talk right now, first off, the positive out of this is where the way you started it off. You said LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers are in meetings and communication on how they're going to get this thing going audible wise. Now, I have never met the head coach, so I don't know him that well. But I have been in the huddle with Aaron Rodgers for years. (laughs) I have caught 40 plus touchdowns from Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) At least probably 35 of them are from audibles. <laughs> and what and nothing against the floor. You might be a genius running this offense. Yeah. But listen, you're running Shanahan's offense from the Houston Texans to where you had Matt Shaw. Yep. We are talking about Aaron Rodgers. You've never been around a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers who's special like this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So my thing is. If I was them, have some plays in to where they're plays that you cannot audible out of, Mm -hmm. you know, so you come into the game or you put in a package to where these 10 plays, we want to run them. Do not audible out of them. No matter what look we get, just run it because it's built for this defense It's built for that defense. So let's just run it, you know, and we had that similar with coach Mike McCarthy. We called run it runs which means these run it runs are plays that you can't audible out of. Mm. If we're not in these runs, the ball is in your hair and Aaron, get us in the right play. You know what I'm saying? So the, it comes down to LaFleur never being around a special QB like Aaron Rodgers. Just like if somebody, if Bill Belichick was to go on and somebody was to come in there with Tom Brady, listen, these are the plays that I've been running and I'm, I know what audibles I'm trying to get to. And I've been special at doing this. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But as a head coach, OK, I know this is your offense. So give me a couple plays where you don't want me to audible out of and we can run. But listen, taking the ball out of Aaron Rodgers hands and putting it into your hands, LaFleur, 
Ah, I would take Aaron Rodgers. Not the right move. I would I would take Aaron Rodgers because I've seen it. I've seen it be done. Two time MVP. You know what I mean? He's seen these defenses. Every look he's possibly going to get, he's going to get you into the right play. But at the same time, I understand as an offensive coordinator, you want things ran the way you want it ran. You know what I'm saying? So they're going to have to come, you know, together and come with a compromise. But I think that's the best compromise. Look, these plays in, in this week's game plan are not audible-ish. Or however you want to say it, cannot audible. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, as you mentioned, though, a lot of Aaron Rodgers' success has come from audibles. All yes. the flashiness, all the ridiculous yes. plays that yes. we have seen no have doubt. come from him. Yeah. Obviously, changing the play at the line of scrimmage. So Lafleur, you know, comes down to Lafleur wanting Rodgers to bind to his system, mm-hmm. and then Rodgers wanting the freedom, as he has had in the past, to change the plays at the line of scrimmage, and. I believe that he has earned that right. No doubt about it. And my thing is, if you want your offense, I understand Shanahan's offense is good. But I feel like Aaron Rodgers could take this Shanahan offense to a whole Whole different level level if he can audible out of it. And when I first got to the Raiders and we had Derek Carr and Coach Olsen was our offensive coordinator, we didn't have a lot of audibles, you know, even Mm -hmm. though Derek Carr was young. He still was special, but we still didn't have a lot of audibles. Coach Olsen called a play. That was the play. You know what I'm saying? And ba- and sometimes some of the plays had, you know, built-in hots and built-in, you know, things for certain defenses. But I used to line up and be like, oh, my goodness, if D.C. could just check to this right now, it would be a touchdown. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he didn't have the freedom to do that, and we're running an offense. Yeah, did the play succeed? You pick up 15 yards here or there? Yeah. But it could have been a touchdown. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what Aaron Rodgers is saying. Like, yeah, we could get 15 yards from this play, but if I signal out right now to Devontae Adams, this stutter go, <laughs> this is a touchdown. You know what I mean? So – So I think that's what he's saying. And probably going through OTAs, he's probably looking at the defense. LaFleur has a play on where he can't audible out of. And he looking at it like, no, 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 no. If I audible out of this, Devontae going to score or Jimmy Graham going to score. So we need to come to an agreement to where we can figure out how to make this offense, you know, explosive. How much does age play a factor in the dynamic? You know, Matt LaFleur is only 39 years old. Aaron Rodgers is 35. Yeah. And obviously you guys both have mutual respect for each other. Yeah. You got to have mutual respect for each other. But is it different when you have a coach that's basically the same age as you? I don't think so because I think the respect comes from the coach knowing what he's talking about. You know what I'm saying? Just like Aaron Rodgers is older than me, but if I'm telling him, look, bro, I see this on the film. Look, this route's going to work. The route you're giving us ain't going to work. I know what I'm talking about. So just because J.J. Younger or less years than me don't mean like I ain't going to respect him or and, and try to, you know, see what he's talking about. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, he knows what he's talking about. So I think the respect comes from that. I, the age really doesn't matter. If LaFleur's out there and Aaron Rodgers like, man, this dude know what he's talking about. His offense is for real. It don't matter if he's 13 years old. I respect this dude. He know what he's talking about. You know what I'm saying? So I think over time, that's when that's going to come. And I think as this offense grows and they get to training camp and all that, they'll come to an agreement. They'll be on the same page. This offense will take off running. But listen, like I'm telling you, he's never been around a guy like 12. Mm -hmm. 12 is going to make this dude be coach of the year. Okay. First, too early hot take. Go ahead. First year head coach coming into a very good football team, the best quarterback in football. You know, I'm going to keep on saying that. 
this we're going to be looking back at this season and coastal floor is going to be coach of the year because the Packers is going to be sitting at 13 and 3 12 and 4 obviously probably with a first round by and he's going to be looking at coach of the year and I promise you it's not going to be because the plays he called it's going to be because that dude under center getting him in the right plays making crazy throws and and being a baller um by the way Aaron Rodgers is less than a year older than you so that point is invalid okay he was born well, in 83 I, you were born in 84 no I'm talking about years on the football field oh, he's okay you're about, talking about yeah, experience yeah he's at least about four five years you know older than me on the football field you know what I'm saying but still JJ know what he's talking about just because you've been in doing this for you know four five more years more than me look this is gonna work not what you just checked to I don't even know if it was that much I think it was only a couple years it's like three four years oh. but still when you come in as a rookie and you're like hey Aaron Rodgers hey that ain't working you hey boy sit back you know what I'm saying <laughs> true, true, but true. if you know what you're talking about it don't matter he gonna listen he gonna respect you so age don't matter is what I'm saying okay well I would google uh, but I'm not going to do it because I don't want to make you feel dumb. Because he wasn't even played. Hello, it was Brett Favre before I don't him. No, it was Brett, but he came in, what? I think he was 04 draft, right? I don't know. Something That's like fine. that. I'm going to Google it. I said I wasn't going to Google it, but now you're going to make me Google it. I think he was like 04, 05 draft, something like that. And then you were 07. Yeah. Okay. He was 05. See? There it is. So two years. So only two years? Talk about four or still, five. Still, still. <laughs> but I'm just saying, as a rookie coming in, you okay. telling the guy, you know, that's how, that's how it is sometimes. Okay. But I knew what I was talking about. It don't matter what your age is. You don't, <laughs> you don't respect it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, whatever. You guys are basically the same experience-wise because Brett Favre played ahead of him. But we ain't going to go there. Anyways, um, story time now. Okay, let's wrap up with story time. Um, I have one story that I'm going to share about meeting Mark Davis's hairdresser, okay? Mm -hmm. But I want you to start. Tell me a story about your time with the Raiders that maybe you haven't told anybody else, or at least it's not public. Oh, with the Raiders? Oh, man. Let me, let me, I got, I got a uh, Packer story first. Oh, God. Okay, fine. I'll tell, I'll tell a Packer story first, then a Raider story. You got to think about it first, huh? I got to think about a Raider story. I I gave you ample time and You did. And I was, I still was over here thinking and it hasn't came. So hopefully it comes, (laughs) but I'll, I'll tell a Packer story first. And it's about the guy you just said, Brett Favre, (laughs) that Aaron Rodgers was sitting behind. So. We are in the huddle in Kansas City, 2013. We're having a very good year. It is a two-minute drive. I want to say it's like a minute and 20 seconds left on the clock. We're down by four points. We need a touchdown. We just completed a pass. We own like the 30-yard line in uh, Kansas City territory. And right now, it's probably like 45 seconds, something left. We don't got no timeouts. Just caught a ball, used our last timeout. We're in the huddle. Okay. And all of a sudden, I'm in the huddle, and... I like go like take a deep breath because I'm tired. Two minute drill. And man, I inhale some of the worst smell I've ever smelt <laughs> in my life. <laughs> and it's a serious time in the game. It's 40 some seconds left. It's two minute drive. We down by four. So I don't want to say nothing. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just sitting in the huddle. You know, I don't want to say nothing. And I, I got to listen to what Brett's saying so I can't back up. But it's the worst smell in the world. So the next play, Brett dropped back. He threw a deep beeline to Greg for a touchdown. Right? Boom. Game over. Walk off touchdown. We win. We get in the locker room. 
And Brett come up to all of us and say, man, did y'all smell that in the hoodie? <laughs> right? So I'm like, man, I smelt it. And Greg's sitting right next to me like, bro, I didn't want to say nothing, man. And I couldn't. I was had a serious face. And D-Driver said the same thing. Like, man, I was holding my breath. Like, I didn't. I was just listening to the play. And Brett said, yeah, I let one off, man. I had to get it out. <laughs> I said, and bro, in a two-minute drive, we all sucking air right in the huddle. Like, you couldn't wait till we broke this thing, man. I'm crying. But, I, but I'm telling you, man, I, I, like, took a deep breath because I was tired. And I inhaled it. It was, oh all my in, God. it was all in my mouth and everything. And, I, man, I wanted to say something so bad. But I'm like, man, it's two-minute drill. But I'm like, bro, you can't do that, dog. I'm you crying. Because you, you said 2013, but I think you meant 2007. Yeah, 07. We was like 13 and 13. Well, I mean, we finished 13 and 3, but I mean, we we needed to win that game in Kansas City. But oh, man, he had my stomach hurting in the huddle and everything. I'm like, this during the two minute drive? You playing <laughs> like that? I'm like, come on, man. So it doesn't matter, though, because you guys won the game, so who cares? It doesn't, but it's just like, man, you got having our stomach hurting on a two minute drive. Man. But that's so funny because he just like was so serious, probably in the huddle. Man. And then he let one go, and then, yeah. then and you guys won, and then. <laughs> They didn't go walk up to us in the locker room like, man, y'all smell. I'm like, Brett, that was you? Oh, man. Dude, you need to watch what you eat, bro. That is just hilarious. That is so funny. That was him, man. Character, man. I'm like, dude, you could have waited, man. Right in the huddle. <laughs> I can't even believe it. I, I mean, it's, if I was him, I just wouldn't say anything. But I guess because you guys won, it's like, yeah, this is funny. Let me tell them. Oh, man, how my stomach hurting. And so did everybody, just you and Jennings, and who, did everybody smell it? Everybody smelt it. And that was the funny thing about it because <laughs> what he told us, everybody had like the same expression and response that I did. Like, man, are you serious? I didn't want to say nothing because the situation was so serious. You know what I mean? But I smelt it like who in the world would do <laughs> Do that right now, oh, man. Oh my God, that is and so we, funny. And we all felt the same. And Brett just cracking up, laughing like, "Man, I let we like, dude, you got to stop that, man." Oh, that is funny. Brett Favre passing gas. Oh my goodness. When the game was on the line, that is game on the line, man. Got everybody's stomach hurting out there running routes. Okay, I love that story. So uh, <laughs> let's move on to the Raiders. Hopefully, by the time I'm done with this story, you have a story of your own with the Raiders. Yes. yes. But before I tell my Mark Davis hairdresser story take a listen to this what's up blue wire listeners this is jack from the real underscore sports podcast a snapchat sports pod we recently ranked as the number one sports podcast on all of itunes all of apple we cover all things from the nba draft from nba free agency we're working on mlb this summer as well as the nfl offseason catch me and my co-host abe on the real underscore sports podcast a snapchat sports pod a part of the wonderful blue wire podcast network Shout out to the Real Sports Podcast. They're doing their thing. We are excited they joined Blue Wire, but uh, back to us now. (laughs) I'm finally going to share my story. So it's 2014. Raiders playing in London. I was at the team hotel because I was picking up tickets from you Mm -hmm. for my mom and my aunt. Okay. Um, After I got the tickets, I met up with our mutual friend, Casper, in the hotel restaurant, right? We were Mm -hmm. having dinner. And there was a woman next to me. I forgot uh, how we started talking. But she asked why I was there. And I told her because I was covering the Raiders game. And she told me she was a family friend of the Davises. Mm -hmm. 
So we get <laughs> so we get to talking, and she tells me she's a hairdresser, and that she's actually Mark Davis's hairdresser and i'm like hold on hold on what oh she's styling mark i'm like hold on hold on hold on hold up okay i'm like you're actually admitting that so of course i ask you know what's up with the bowl cut why don't you hook him up with something else and and she tells me trust me i've tried for years and he refuses (laughs) to change it he refuses to change it that's what he wants Hey, your, your swag is your swag. Mark, like, this is my swag. If you want to get paid, give me this ball. Right, and, and he pays her very well. So she's like, yes. all right, I'm going to do whatever he wants. But 100%. But this is hilarious, okay? Because she's a little embarrassed yeah. that she does Mark Davis's hair and doesn't want people to know that she does Mark Davis's hair, yeah. uh, when he gets a cut, she makes sure she doesn't book anyone 30 minutes to an hour before and 30 minutes to an hour after. So because she doesn't want any of her clients to know that she does Mark Davis's hair. <laughs> oh, that's cold, <laughs> man. I'm saying as long as she hooking her clients up, don't got nothing to do with Mark Davis. So she basically saying Mark Davis messing up my business with this bowl cut, but he pays so good, I'm gonna keep on giving him this exactly bowl because everybody <laughs> makes fun of him. Yes, they always no compare him to you know yeah. Jim Carrey in Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> and so I had to ask, and she goes, "Trust me, I'm just so embarrassed, but but I'm just doing what he wants me to do." Well, hopefully one of these days, man, we Mark Mark Davis gonna walk out of there and he gonna have a taper and all that type of stuff. We'll he, gonna, see. he gonna have curls with jail in his hair and everything. We're gonna be like, there it is. And she finally could come out and say, Hey, I'm a stylist. I've been cutting his hair for years. Finally got him out of it. But that's crazy, man. She she that embarrassed. I mean, you know I saying? used to tell people I used to tell people Mark Davis must either not have any friends or he doesn't own a mirror hey. because that, that bowl cut ain't it. Hey, he, I'm telling you, man, that's his swag. He probably think when he look in the mirror, like, man, people need to get a cut like me because I look fresh. No, it's terrible. You know what I'm saying? But that's mess. That's cold right there. She don't want none of her clients knowing that she cut Mark Davis here. That's wild right there. So that's my Raider story. <laughs> that's my Raider story, James. Do you have a Raider I story do. to share? I do. I thought of one, and I do got a Raider story for you. It better so, be good, damn it. It better be good. So... You know, uh, in free agency, I come from Green Bay. Yeah. Now, I'm going to take everybody in Green Bay locker room. Green Bay facilities is unbelievable. Like, the cafeteria looked like a student union. It's plushed out. It's TVs everywhere. The locker room looked like a day spa. It's jacuzzis everywhere. It's ice tubs everywhere. It's waterfalls and all that. It looked <laughs> crazy. Right? So, our locker room is shaped as a football. Oh, wow. In Green Bay. It's shaped as a football. That's awesome. and, the, and the reason why it's shaped as a football is because no one is in the corner. Mm. Everybody could see everybody. You can see all your teammates. You have a relationship with all your teammates. Nobody's tucked off in the corner, right? Yes. It's plushed out. I mean, they clean your lockers 24-7. It's never – if you throw a piece of laundry on the on the ground, they like they like your wife out there. They pick it up, <laughs> put it in the dirty clothes. Like the locker room is spotless. You know what I'm saying? You got places where you could charge your phones, all that type of stuff. You, your locker's so big, you could take a nap in there and all that, stretch out, take a nap, right? So in free agency, I go to, I go to Oakland Raiders facilities, and I meet with – 
I meet with my guy, Reggie McKenzie, you know. You told me this, so this is why I'm laughing, but go ahead. We we sign the contracts and all that type stuff, you know, but I never go down to the facilities, to the locker room, to train them, nothing. You know what I mean? I'm just excited to be an Oakland Raider. I'm from the Bay. I sign the contract, and then I get out of there. So we come for OTAs. We report for OTAs, and I go to my locker, and I see them rolling lockers in on wheels. And I'm like, man, what in the world is going on? <laughs> they rolling portable lockers in here, man. So then I get to my locker and I'm looking at my locker and I look in there and my jersey is hanging up on wire hangers and all this type stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, my, my, my butt barely fitting in my locker for me to sit down. And I'm like, man, what is going on? Here. Oh you know God. what I mean? And thank God I grew up the way I grew up because I was grateful for everything. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, but coming from Green Bay, I'm like, man, I'm sitting up in here with wire hangers, man. Barely could fit in my locker, man. So I had to go to Target. I had to get me some plastic hangers, man. I had to put them up in my locker. I'm like, man, I can't be. Wire hangers is out of style, but I'm like, I can't be in here, man. And then I can't see none of my teammates. They rolling lockers in, blocking me. And I'm like, man, this is the dungeon. Then I walk into the training room. You know what I mean? You know, I'm talking to all the trainers. Ain't no window. <laughs> I, I'm like, man, I'm like, we in jail. We in jail. Ain't no windows. This is straight brick wall. They even got a little window in jail for you to look at and get some sunlight, man. I'm like, y'all got us up in here in the dungeon, man. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no, it's one jacuzzi, one ice tub. Ain't no steam room, no sauna. I'm like, man, we in the straight dungeon over here. So I'm glad that they probably got that fixed because I know they got a new weight room. The weight room before was like a high school weight room. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And and that's another story I got. If you were six five and you tried to clean and press, you had to go outside or you're gonna hit the ceiling. <laughs> you gonna you gonna hit the ceiling in the in the old locker room, man. So I'm glad they got a new locker room, high ceilings, man. So them tall dudes they gotta go outside, man, to lift no weights, man. But Raider Nation, I still love you, but man, it was grimy in there, man. It was grimy. They had VHS tapes until Reggie McKenzie took over. So <laughs> I'm not surprised at all. Tell, one bit. tell me about it, man. They still was blowing on them and all that, getting the dust off, but they're putting them things in, man. It was the dungeon, man. So I know, I know, uh, I know, uh, Coach Gruden, he, he got, he got it right now. Well, man. actually, so it was, it started with Jack Del Rio changing yeah, the Jack culture. Del yeah, Jack Del Rio got the whole locker room and all that going. But what I hear is, you know, now they done, they, they got the locker room and all that going. I mean, Jack did the weight room. But I, I hear they got the locker room going with jacu- I mean, with steam rooms and saunas and all that going up in it. So they're getting pushed out doing it the right way. And then it's going to be even nicer when they move to Las Vegas. So No doubt about it. No doubt about it. So I know you have something to add to that, but we're going to wait for next week because I think that was fun. And I know you <laughs> told me something uh, that kind of adds to that story. Uh, but we'll get to that next week, though. It, it's pretty funny. I'll tell you <laughs> offline uh, what you told me. Um, and I think Raider Nation would find it actually hilarious. But I hope you enjoyed story time because that was fun, right? Absolutely. You know me. I'm a storyteller. I tell stories anytime. I got a lot of stories to tell. So if you want some more, tune in next week for sure. And the funny thing is with James, guys, he always tells me, if you don't know what you're talking about on TV, 
Always tell, tell a story. A story. <laughs> That's it right there, man. Bring, bring them into the locker room. Bring the fans into the locker room. <laughs> I mean, the, the good news is you're a former player, former Super Bowl hey. champion. You have all the stories. So, and, and that's oh. actually, if I was a fan, why I would tune in to hear stories, yes. you know, the insight, things that were never told before. So people could get X's and O's from somewhere else. But the experience that you have, yes. the insight, the stories, I mean, that can only come from a player, you know, or a former player. And the, and the prank stories is the best stories, too. And I'll tell this last prank story right here. No, no, no. Wait no? till next week. Okay, no. I'll wait till next week. You call it it off. I'll yes, wait till next yes, week. Yes, because we, we want people to tune in. All we right, want people to tune in next week. So hold off. I got you. It's slow, you know? Save all the good stuff, okay? I got you. All right, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Keeping It 300. If you haven't done so already, please rate us and write a review. I know I say that week in and week out, but I can't stress it enough. We have about 50 or 60 ratings, and we have way more listeners than that. So please take the time. It only takes a few minutes. Rate us and write a review. We would love your support. So please show us some love, y'all. Okay? Until next time, for James, I'm Fallon. We out. Peace.